Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 302. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? Nicholas Pacone. What it is? Dan Albright. How's it going? And Ginger Christensen. Hi. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for coming here tonight. Um, we're we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I like, mean it. <laughs> so, so like uh, topic number one is probably going to be uh, the Portland kidnappings. Okay, what's that about, dude? So okay, so like apparently the uh, some government agency is going around Portland in unmarked cars and uh, you know like no name tags or anything and just like abducting people right off the street. Hmm. Yeah. There has there has been a little bit of a. Uh a video evidence showing that it's like ice members. Um, and from what I've been reading, the department of Homeland security and, uh, the custom customs and border protection, specifically their BORTAC, uh, border patrol tactical unit, um, which isn't too terribly far off from in 92 when they, uh, when they were sent in to help the LA uh, protests or the LA riots. Well, it's because of that hundred, hundred, uh, hundred mile rule that, you know, yeah. they can they can use them and put a bunch of people together who don't do a whole lot of work into uh, service. But it's also so, been the uh, Marshal Service and the uh, Federal Protection Service as well. And like what they're trying to say is that they're protecting the uh, the courthouses around which like the protests have haven't stopped pretty much out in Portland. Um, all I know is I saw a video today of some dude looked like he was like six and a half feet tall and like 350 and it looked like he got maced in the face and was just like what it is bitches <laughs> saw that and he just threw up the birds as he's walking away <laughs> yeah it was hilarious yeah. <laughs> well he got he got maced and like hit with a baton in the head oh dude and, well they hit him with a baton and he didn't he didn't even flinch yeah he didn't like, even move yeah like what is this and that's when they moved to the mace because it wasn't it wasn't effective like it looked like four dudes hit him at once right and the so, mace was just like oh that's mildly inconvenient and then just walked away <laughs> question so like i've heard from a a couple places at least that the people that are being picked up by these uh men in unmarked cars you know uh without uniform any uniform you know like the black suits is that the people that they're picking up are destroying property and then as they're walking away they're just like picking them up and putting them in in these cars so like is that the whole deal well, the press seems really conflicted about what's going on. I've read a couple of different things. One thing that I've read is that they're picking up just Antifa and protesters that, like you said, are are causing problems. And then some people think it's ICE. And some people think that they're picking up undercovers and getting them out of the situation. And mm. so it just depends on what news you're reading. But I don't think the news media knows. It's more like they're gossiping at this point. We see pictures and we're going to decide what the story is. Um, and so some people also think, I've, I've not read a news article that says this, 
but I've seen a lot of people insist that they weren't just kidnapped, that they were actually legally arrested. I've not seen a single video or article that supports that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the, 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 the only reason I'm aware of this because there's been a, a whole lot of like talk on uh, ANCAP Twitter about why, are, why aren't libertarians you know, supporting the protection of private property by the government? And it's been an odd question to me just because... It, libertarians it's, believe in property rights. It's one of the cornerstones of libertarian Well, and, and that's or, the thing. It's the idea of, well, the government's stepping in to protect the property rights of these people. The problem is, is that it's almost like a the government finds ways to go out and kind of create reasons for it to itself to exist. And this seems like a great example of a government creating a reason for itself to exist. Like, Hey, we pissed off a bunch of people. So they started destroying property by disenfranchising them and killing them with cops. So now that we get to justify creating more government positions to effectively go out and contradict the thing that we created in the first place. Right. But like, but it's specifically the uh, public property that they're trying to protect. Allegedly the, uh, it's like the federal courthouse there in Portland. And that's that's what they're utilizing as um, justification for having the federal troops in there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a different case, right? Because that's not it makes it private even worse. property. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes well, it I mean, worse I, on I behalf of the it, government, right? Yeah, it makes it... Yeah, exactly. It makes it cooler on behalf of people that would <laughs> destroy it, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, public property is paid for by coer uh, by uh, coercion, you know, the, by the threat right. of coercion through uh, you know taxes, which are theft. Right. It's not even a building that's mildly that could be even be considered mildly useful. Right. I mean, like, what is it? You said is a, is a courthouse is a state building. I mean, it's not like it's okay, a, they're burning down a park that people use, and like, all right, uh, that's a little, uh, you know, this is. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. No, I you can go ahead. I think ultimately, in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter. It's not just, I think, legally, it doesn't necessarily matter what they're doing. We give due process even to terrorists. They have to legally arrest them. We gave Saddam Hussein, Hussein sorry, a trial. You know, we, we go out and we arrest terrorists and they are arrested legally. Even if we have to do a big op to do it, they're still arrested they're given rights. And part of the thing in this country is we have a constitution for a reason to wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're, you're talking as if like, this is, this is pre coup times. We don't have a constitution anymore. <laughs> well, also you're forgetting about Guantanamo where they have terrorists that have, that are not getting a speedy trial, alleged terrorists that are not getting a speedy trial that have been there locked up for years and years and years. You know, and if, if well, I, and absolutely, and there's ICE detention too, and that that's the thing, is why aren't libertarians throwing a big fit about this? Well, we are having a fit about it. We're having a fit that the Constitution isn't being uphold, that it's not in place, that people are not being given their their rights. That's yeah. kind of a problem, don't you think? And that, It's a that's little kind of, more of a problem than property. That's kind of what uh, Nick was going on a little bit about uh, with the 100-mile with the border. Mm-hmm. Because like Portland and the same the same type of thing is going on in Columbus, Ohio as well, which technically falls within a uh, hundred miles of the border, and they're basically infringing on a lot of the Fourth Amendment rights. And the ACLU is suing the Department of Homeland Security allegedly uh, because if, of the the Fourth Amendment um, violation. And if, pe if people aren't aware, there's a very large portion of the America because of the, our shape that falls within a hundred miles of a border. 
Wait, so what is this 100-mile rule? I'm, I'm not familiar with this. Oh, so the like, basically the immigration people, like that's that's how far inland they can go to monitor the borders. Okay. So like you, they they can post them wherever the hell they want as long as it's within a hundred miles of a U.S. border. And that and and what what rights does that grant them? Whatever they could do, like whatever they're allowed to do, they have within that. Like they, it's the. It's well, the, I mean, uh, detonation for immigration stops, more or sure, less. Sure, sure. A hundred miles. But I mean, in. so so <laughs> earlier, Dan, you were saying that some people suspect that these kidnappings are being done by ICE. Are they kidnapping people that they suspect of being in violation of uh, immigration laws? I'm sure they can that, say that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's. It, I haven't really found exactly why they're actually being arrested or taken away um other than the fact that uh um uh, other than the the protecting federal uh the, the federal courthouse well the, i mean the big thing is why why do you have a, a another branch of government that has jurisdiction in a hundred miles inland like if if ice didn't catch you at the border like maybe five miles you become a cop's priority. You become like any of the other people that have jurisdiction within the country. Why do you need, why do they need to have so much scope? It's right. just be, it's just because they, you know, <clears throat> need to hand Another. the power around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, so does anybody or any of the relatives of these people that are getting snatched up? Are they speaking out? I mean, do we know, who any of these people that are, who any of these people are? Not that I've read so far. Hmm. Nobody really gets what's going on. Well, what no would happen? Like on Twitter, like, oh, my boyfriend got snatched up. He was protesting at the state house. Blah blah blah. None of that that we're seeing. Not no, that you can necessarily trust that. But... Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty weird. You would you would think somebody's would uh would have gotten out by now and told a story. Right, but it's very bizarre, or at least a fake story. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I've you'd seen, hear something, right? I've seen some criticism from like lefty friends saying stuff like, um, "Where are the Boog Boys? You know, why aren't the Boog Boys, uh, you know, saving these uh, Antifa people? You know, what are they supposed to do? Like, just be there right when the cops are snatching them up? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. They're not a force of like they're not a force of like millions of people, right? I mean, well, it's like. So, so probably like 500 boo boys. <laughs> well, so not to pivot, but I mean, they're probably scared of shitless because I mean, Portland is a fucking left stronghold well, and that's true too. you've had the SPLC who's branded them, uh, you know, white supremacist organization. They've been spent the past six months hyping it up. Like literally Joe Jorgensen, there was an article on her in the guardian focusing oh, yeah. on how she went on. She went on an alt right book boy program and you know supporting you know hobnobbing with white supremacists there and the whole thing stretches back to an article by you know the SPLC deeming them white supremacists there was wow. a, a, a it was, i don't know if you guys know Jeremiah Harding at all yeah but uh, he uh, put out an article a couple or put out a video a couple weeks ago and he found this photo of this guy was being branded by all like vice and all them as a white supremacist and, you know, it didn't make sense. It was a Boogaloo guy in a Hawaiian shirt, whatever. And he, so he actually hunted down the guy who the picture was in the picture. And sure enough, he found the photographer. And the, the photographer had no idea what his picture was being used for to promote on the internet. And he's like, 
well, that guy's not a white supremacist at all. He was there to help the people. Like he was there in support of the you know Black Lives Matter people. I you know I'm sure I don't know about you, but I know tons of book boys, and I've spent the better part of the past two three months trying to convince people they're they're not white supremacists because I've never met a single white supremacist one. Sure. It's, it's 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 an active nope. op of some kind that they're trying to make people think it is, and I think it's because like like they did with uh, you know the um, tea partiers and the Occupy people. If they ever realize that they're on the same team fighting the same things, like that's a real problem that they have to deal with. Especially when you take into effect that a lot of the people that are in the so-called Boogaloo movement are disaffected soldiers that were trained oh, by the government. That's right. Like, yeah. I mean, like they're afraid of like they're afraid dinosaurs. of autumn unity. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise my ship. I know soldiers or former soldiers and that's part of the Hawaiian shirt thing is they're, they're covering up a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a GI Joe back in the eighties that wore like Hawaiian shirts? It's just past <laughs> where I would know, man. <laughs> like, like, the, fuck, like it, the toy. There was. There was. Yeah. I'm sure you're not thinking of a Ken doll there. No, uh, it was, it was I mean, the I don't toy know. What... Or the cartoon, you know, cause I used to have like little GI Joe toys. They were like little, like action figures. I think they were like five, six inches tall. You know, all, back in the 80s. all I know is that uh, there was shore leave for the Venture Brothers, and he was hyper gay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I watched a lot of Dia Joe as a kid, and uh, but yeah, I'm just drawing blank. What, on that was one. was the bottom of the Hawaiian shirt tied in a knot? <laughs> I don't think so. But, okay, <laughs> but n- nice guess. Nice guess. So um, you know, also the kind of goes along with uh, the Portland stuff. AOC has now suggested abolishing the Department of Homeland, Homeland Security. I mean, Gone. it shouldn't exist in the first place, but sure. Can yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, can we? I, mean, I don't <laughs> it, know. I it, mean, was cre- like, it was created illegally. It's an executive position as far as I know. Well, I mean, should, out just by like this. Should we? Hell yeah. It's a, it's a part of the DOD, yeah. right? <coughs> uh, no, I think it's separate. Is it separate? That's why it's not Department of Defense and Department of Homeland Security. It's a separate department, and I believe it's directly reports to the executive. Hmm. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was created carte blanche by the Patriot Act, right? As its own department. Like that's thing. Anything in that can be repealed. It's just that's just written into law. Yeah. No, my question was more like, I don't know. Can we please? (laughs) (laughs) Like yes. I mean, I feel like. I feel like at least in terms of AOC uh, trying to abolish a DHS, it's more so just trying to be another thing to wield against Trump um, and just turning it into another bipartisan issue, which is going to then get completely forgotten about in about a week. Well, isn't she the best for like being right for the wrong reasons? She's so often (laughs) right for the wrong reasons. Like, yes, I fully support this terrible idea that you have because it's going to get where we want to go. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some overlap with that sort of thing, I think, with those those types of folk. Well the problem is, is that they're gonna put something else in. It's like, okay, well we shut that down and we're gonna start this other thing, like Department of Saving the Mexicans or whatever how they want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I believe she's also talked about like legalizing all drugs. Like uh so I mean she's she's said some pretty cool things. Yeah, I mean there's there's always been overlap with like the re- you know, the real leftists and at least the uh, political I, I well, yeah, but it's like well, the real problem, I think, is economics, right? Yeah, I mean, economics and, and, and 
and rights, really. Um, you know, they don't. Oh they my don't, God, guys! They I don't respect it. property we, rights. Um, I get it. We all want to smash, but you know, come on. <laughs> and the milkers. No, <laughs> no I, you know, I, I remember when she, I remember she actually said in some article that something about libertarians and about how you know there's some issues that she like she conceded that she agreed with us on on some issues which you know they do but it, the problem mm-hmm. is the answer is always, it's the solutions that are that are that are provided which always involve increasing the power of the state um you know they just have this belief that well the state's just bad right now but we can turn into the good state that does good things for all the people and this is just not Maybe. historically valid at all <laughs> it's just like there's no precedent precedent for for this being being the case but if only there wasn't an evil dictator in charge everything would be okay right but there's always <laughs> an evil dictator in charge there's always an evil dictator in charge well because you wouldn't you'd never reach that that level of political influence if you weren't you weren't a sociopath it's right. a job well, that self-selects Right? That's why we want the Constitution to limit the scope of the government, because we expected there would always be an evil dictator in charge. I don't know. I'm personally more of the, uh, what's it called there? The, uh, if it was meant to protect it, it would have. And if, obviously, it couldn't. That, what is it, the Spooner? Yeah, what, yeah, what, you know it, you know, Bergman. What is it? Yeah, um, it's either the constitution is uh, was incapable to uh, protect us from uh, government, or it's unfit to exist, or something, yeah. something like that. But it either justifies yeah. the government we have, or was incapable of stopping it. That's right. the basic premise. It's something. That's why we're punk rocks. We don't have to remember it word for word. We can be like <laughs> fuck that, bro. Remembering shits for dummies. No, right. I should I should have had that one memorized. Look, remembering what's for four drinks ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Who does this shit at eight o'clock Sunday when like you got the good the good afternoon drinks in, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> so okay, so next on the board we've got um Spike Cohen debated uh the lead singer of Trapped. So Good Trapped, Lord. Speaking of drinking. <laughs> yeah, Did he so, ever actually show up? Like I just saw his like kitchen and then him not in the video. I, yeah, I why? Mean, by the time I signed in, I don't think he had, the guy had any video at all. So well, what's the deal? Do you think he just got like too sloshed? I mean, he just helped, stayed behind his camera the entire freaking time. And like, basically, if camera just was of his kitchen or I think he has a like four-year-old kid who was also kind of running in and out as well. Did he bit. address it? I don't understand the point. Yeah, no, Spike, Spike called him out like within the first 10 minutes or so. And Chris, like motion like move the camera towards his face a little bit and then went right back to the kitchen. But why? I, it's something, I just don't get it. it just, just, <laughs> so he just didn't want to be on film? Like, yeah, I guess. I wonder um, if he's like super crazy about like uh, being, what do you call it? Uh, the deep faked. Mm-hmm. He's concerned yeah, someone's going to like take a video of him with a libertarian candidate and like deep fake it into something else. My Some guess is that he knew he was going to get uh, demolished by Spike, right. and so he just didn't want to be on camera with his face attached to it while uh, while Spike was just ripping. Just him so did they? Did they actually? Did they actually debate? Yeah. Well, they had a discussion, even though like pretty much all the PR up to that point was that it was going to be a debate, and then uh, yeah, no, Spike just eviscerated him. Uh, I, I, nice. 
No, when polite. you say, did he concede he, anything? Did he, did he see now abandoning Trump? Fuck no. no. <laughs> I and mean, there was a point in time in which, uh, like towards the end closing statement, Spike uh, tried offering out an olive branch and uh, like saying, you know, we agree on these points and we might disagree on these points. To which Chris Taylor Brown was like, pump the brakes, hold on, I'm going to go on to like a lizard person style rant about how uh, we, you know, that cops are good and that Trump's protecting our, uh, our um, trade deals and that tariffs are a good thing. And it was just... It was laughable. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that one ending well. I, I, I don't know if I really agree with him even doing it in the first place, but I guess if it just gets the, if it's a little bit of PR, it can't hurt, I mean, right? It, it couldn't do anything negative to... to well, no, he wasn't going to lose. I mean, I don't know. I just thought, like, it, it's kind of jokey, right? Like, oh, the libertarian vice president baiting the dude from that and, band and... and in that fucking new metal band in 2000, like okay, they're not even new metal, dude. Or whatever oh, the fuck I mean, you want to call butt rock. It. Yeah, butt yeah, rock I mean, from 2002. Oh yeah. I don't think it could really be anything but good publicity because yeah, if anybody watches it, it's just like yeah, Spike crushed them. Well, no. Moreover, I don't think it's gonna if do anything publicity it, yeah. wise. The point is, no one's no one who's not deeply ingrained in our fucking circle jerk is gonna see it. It's probably gonna know about it. True. You're like so, it's it's just comedy. I for could all see of Vice us. writing some like, snarky know. article I, about it. I don't know. I, I've you actually know. seen. Some some lefty friends recently post about trapped because apparently like that people love to hate that guy. So <laughs> oh, no, no well, doubt. Uh, maybe it's a good thing then, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. You know, like it, it could have brought some publicity that otherwise. Had it been you know, Joe, have I think that would have been the case. Hmm. Well, Spike's Spike's getting out there, man. People love Spike. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, he's not running for president, so it's kind of a moot point. So, what does that mean? Are, are you like? Do you sound like unhappy with Joe right now? Well, who who's not unhappy with Joe right now? Okay, so I'm not really unhappy with Joe. I like yeah. Joe. Yeah, I like her too. I'll vote for. Um, she's saying a lot of cool shit. She said a lot of really I'm, dumb stuff yeah. too. Right, but at least her Twitter account did. I appreciate that. I would like to look at that for another four years. Yeah, um, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm so all about Joe. I don't know. I, I think there were there were worse options, and we we, we did okay. But uh, yeah. I, I think that kinda, she, the people in charge of her campaign are just ridiculous. Kind of felt like the blending of both worlds, though. Having Spike being the a uh, little bit more of the anarchistic side of the Libertarian Party as VP versus Joe Jorgensen being the uh, pra uh, pragmatic. And so, like, it's it's not the worst especially in terms of uh party unity where oh, it doesn't have to be the worst but no one cares about the president or cares about the vice president like when this is like they're barely going to pay attention to the who's running for president i mean you say uh, that but look scheme. at the most recent vice president is now the, the uh head of the you know running for the dnc or he's you know with joe biden specifically so i mean like there still is a little bit of a media coverage there in terms of the vice presidential spot oh no i'm talking about for libertarians i mean yeah yeah they yeah. do great to promote all their stuff but the thing is is nobody the, the they barely care about the libertarian president let alone that person tagged on name wise and like if there's possibility of there being good publicity there sure is hell not going to be spreading it out there my issues like are, are like when they kicked off uh <laughs> kicked out their entire social media team and their videographer a couple like a month ago who, yeah, that was weird. That was a weird move. Yeah, because he had a video that went, you know, 
viral and got a quarter million hits in a freaking day. Well, it, that video is still uh, pinned to Spike Owen's uh, Twitter feed. Like and it it's should still be. like his top video. Yeah, but what about her account that has you know four million people that are, are like her? That's the problem. She's the one with the reach because she's running for president. Spike's just a little canary there. And granted, he's going to do well to spread ideas. And I think Spike's a, a fantastic libertarian and like he's he's on point i can't think of a single thing i've ever disagreed with spike on the problem is is as far as the world's concerned he doesn't really exist that's you the know, one good thing about trap was it might have gotten a little attention on him you know what i like about spike his wife have you seen her oh my gosh yeah. she's like black women gorgeous <laughs> I could also stand to look at her for another four years. I also like of. like black half, like maybe sort of women too. So there's that. Sort of yeah. women? Yeah, no, I'm totally like on team. And now I'm totally on team Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'd smash. Mm. If you say so, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I always thought Michelle Obama looked good. What? Yeah. Adorable. What world is this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought she was attractive. It's, I don't get the whole like people are like, oh, she looks like a man, and then it's just like, well, no, they just no. fo- they just Photoshop a dick on her. That's, yeah, like that's it, it is it is funny when people Photoshop bulges because uh, yeah. uh, like, that that was funny. But uh, yeah. I mean, I always thought she was attractive. No, it's just a bunch of twelve-year-old boys in somebody's basement. They're gonna put a dick on anything. I like putting my dick on things, right. so there's that. You like putting a <laughs> dick on things. You're still twelve. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if only I was. <laughs> I just did it. Just do. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So, like this week in uh, cancel culture, we've got the uh, Goya boycott. So, like, apparently Goya has what? Like, donated some money to Donald Trump. Yeah. I thought I thought it was that the CEO like actually had a uh, invitation to the White House or something of that nature and came out very much in support of Trump. To which that. Uh, caused oh a some latino group can't remember the exact name unfortunately to try having a like large boycott of goya and uh on top of that like aoc even was talking about how we need to we need to make our own adobo and uh and let's see learn to make our own adobo con uh pimienta i don't know how to pronounce any of this um But yeah, so like, like you're trying. This is real fun. <laughs> I mean, th- but there was a uh, a hashtag of Goya away trending, and I mean, it's still just kind of the same type of. Uh, um, what's What's insane is that if you live in America as a uh, you know displaced or uh, a an immigrant of uh, you know Latin background, like there's no way you're doing that. I think it's like the only large corporation that puts out any of that stuff in the states. So. Yeah, don't most people make a lot of their own anyway? That's something I was wondering about. Like, why is this such a big deal? Don't you usually make your own the stuff he said that I'm now going to pronounce wrong? <laughs> and I still think that there's uh, a, t- a conversation to be had about just cancel culture cancel culture in general um, outside of the realm of Goya. Cause I mean, Goya which is insane part of it. <laughs> well, like... Like my big thing was uh, I I brought up earlier the uh, that job the job listing place uh, like was it non woke jobs or whatever it was or <laughs> what 
I can't remember the name. Yeah, there's a there's a job board that is specifically for companies that are not. not there ain't. What do you mean? It got taken down. Okay, so here's what happened. And and Vice just kind of wrote an article that I read that was just laughing in it on the fifteenth. Basically, what happened is so they came out with that idea, and like any good woke leftist, it's not enough that you kick people out of your platforms. The real kicker is you got to make sure they don't start their own platforms as well. So it was immediately hacked. They went on posting lots of fake jobs, lots of fake employees, and posting you know just stuff to piss off conservatives on the website in general, and basically made it completely useless. So I mean it still exists, but the thing that pisses me off is like this asymmetric warfare that that the modern woke left gets to use. And I, I hate saying I'll say I still say I hate calling it left because I consider myself a leftist, and the the brutality and the inhuman nature with which they do things just kills me because it's it's not enough that they don't want like they don't want you to participate in their world. They don't want you to be in their their businesses. They don't want their money to go to you. They have to go and not allow you to, you know, start your own stuff. You're not allowed to freely associate with the people that you want to. That's that's the thing that kills me. Yeah. Like I get not wanting your money to pay for racists, but saying they can't go and find other racist shitheads to go and whatever with survive, I guess. It's sure not certainly not going to thrive. But it's not even that they're all racist either. I mean, that's like I have I have a buddy that I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) But I mean, the the real thing is, it's like my I have a buddy that lives out in LA and he is in the, you know, the movie film industry, all that stuff. Um, and right now they basically won't hire you if you're white. Like he'll go on all his like job boards that, that everybody goes on to when it's like looking for person of color for position. There's, you know, only oh, no, looking absolutely. for a person of color union member for a position. So it's like, where is he going to go? You know, okay. where is he going to well, go? So I, if he goes to this unwoke board, it's not that he's racist. It's dude, just that maybe, here's where I can go to get a job. Dude, maybe Mel yeah. Gibson's going to make another movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, Jesus part so two. The so return as, a, of as, Jesus. A, as a frame of reference, uh, Doctor Who, the uh, this the guy in charge of like putting programming out for the BBC, point blank said he will as long as he's in charge, there will never be a white man Doctor Who ever again. How dare they do that to Doctor Who? Now, mind you, mind you that their, their, their current Doctor Who, the, the woman who should have been Olivia Coleman, and everyone would have been fine with it, uh, has completely tanked the ratings of the show. I think they've had like a 75% decline in ratings since she took over. Mm. And I think it doesn't even have that much to do with her. It's a terrible woke writing. But, right. the, but the simple fact that anyone would say, as long as I'm in charge, a white man will not be playing this role. Yeah, I think you, we're I think, talking about the more important topic here, which like, like fuck we the British. Discuss, who's who's the better Doctor Who? Is it David Tennant or is it Matt Smith? Matt Smith. This is the real issue we need to get on top of. <laughs> I'm I'm a Smith person. Tennant's great, good second place. I personally liked him better in uh, Fright Night, but in Fright Night, <laughs> yes. Uh, who who did you play in Fright Night? David Tennant plays the. Uh, well, I can't remember the. The vamp- vampire hunter, or whatever, in the modern Fright Night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw that one. I can't remember it, but the Fright Night from the '80s is like one of my favorite movies. It's so fucking good. I liked the new one too. I thought uh, what's his name was really, really good in it. Uh, Anton Yelkin. 
Oh, I don't know. I'll have to give it a try again, but I think I watched either some of it or it wasn't holding my attention, but I don't know. It's not the, it's not the original. I will tell you that much. It's definitely a different character. Like and if the you original, want, I love. Oh, I think no. David Tennant was best in Good Omens, personally. He is very That's good in that as well. Best work. Uh, <laughs> so, so what we're talking about, like, you know, modern wokeness, and, and I, I find it impossible to kind of avoid the fact that, you know, you, for me, the whole race thing, the race angle that all of this is taking is fucking terrifying. Because, not to say that I'm abnormal in this, but as someone who's married to a black woman with a mixed child, like, we're in a situation where we're literally forcing blacks and whites to hate each other. It is with everything, there's going to be blowback to this warfare well, that's sure. going on. Identity politics is getting in the way of a lot of that. Like, what, how does my daughter survive through all this? Like, is she just going to be told, well, you, you, you're an you're, you're outcast of society because you happen to have a fucking white dad? Like, I don't, I don't understand what, what we gain from any of this. At a certain point, as people, we just have to say that a tit for tat doesn't fucking work, and we need to just end this all right now. I mean, we don't and gain I don't literally anything from this. I mean, it's just another duopoly for, for some authority figure to really exploit. I mean, it... Mankind is the most easy to control when you have one side versus another, white versus black, or uh, left versus right. It, it, That's why they love this one. Like, all the identity politics means it gives them an infinite number of things they can push people against each other on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When we inject classism, it just makes it so that we can find many reasons to hate each other instead of focusing on what is our government doing. But it's it's justified some of the most insane shit that I've ever heard anyone say, like, I, I had a white person tell me that I married my wife as an extension or, or out of my uh, my white need to colonize. My <laughs> I married my wife because as a white person, I feel the need to colonize, and that's just how we do it in the modern world. We can't wow. just go take over countries. You married her for her, but <laughs> well, I did. I did. I, that's, that's absolutely it. You know, you colonize her, that ass. <laughs> her butt. Her butt, and her being a wonderful person. My point is, I, think I can't. Just I can't give way too much credit. I'm sorry. I think that's just giving way too much forethought. You were probably focused on her butt. <laughs> I was. But but my point is, is can you imagine saying anything more racist or demeaning to my wife? Like what what agency does that person have? Like. What are you stealing from her as a human being to even make right, that didn't statement? Didn't she consensually agree <laughs> yeah, just, to this to this marriage? Or you know, apparently she this, apparently she's not a thinking being. She's just you know a, an extension of my need to colonize. She wouldn't yeah. exist otherwise. Right. And that right. kind Doesn't of make that next person sexist at that point. <laughs> it means, there, it means <laughs> there are a whole lot of things. Like you're not a real person unless you fit the, a mold that they need you to fit. Hmm. It's. It's incredibly frustrating to, to think about like, some of the shit that people say. Well, and, and part of the thing is, we are not equal. Nobody is equal until we are all equal, until we all have equal civil liberties. And the problem with identity politics is it takes trying, it starts out trying to equal the playing field and put things back to where it should be. But then it goes, yeah, let's separate again. Let's separate some more. Let's pull this apart and then make it unequal again. That's just reorganizing the problem in the same way. I mean, I, the whole idea of equal is just kind of weird to me because I, I love, in the words of Thomas Sowell, I'm not even equal to myself on given days. 
Like <laughs> from here to here to next week, I may not be the same person or as good or bad a person as I am. Yeah, I mean the idea of, of making people equal is is definitely a a misnomer and at worst just an absolute monstrous thing. Um but as far as equality, as they say, equality under the law, so so long as there, there is law, have. you know, that is, you know, that's something that we ought, you know, we ought to have if we have to live underneath of laws, right? I mean, everybody should be um, equal within the law. Equal, or at least equal as far as like w- what is guaranteed uh, for, for their rights, right? I mean, yeah. if, if right. we have to live under that paradigm, right? Um, right. And that's what we were supposed to be fighting for, not things like syrup labels, not things like whether or not he was allowed to marry his wife. We're supposed to be fighting for whether or not people are equal within the realm of the law. Sure, yeah. You sound like such a bigot right now, Ginger. (laughs) Okay, so like the question, like (laughs) right now, if you were going to the grocery store and if you bought some like Aunt Jemima syrup, would you feel like would you feel like you're being judged by the cashier? I'm gonna get Mrs. Butterworth so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Where am yeah, I? We usually self check out because I don't want to talk to the cashier. <laughs> <laughs> where where am honest. I buying this from? Am I buying this in Portland or am I buying it in uh Carroll County, Maryland? Or uh Baltimore City. Uh, dude, I don't think they give a fucking Baltimore City. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would, I don't <laughs> they're not worried about that no, shit. No, no. I mean, I, I'm yeah. super privileged. I'm buying it on Amazon. <laughs> If I felt <laughs> You're like buying I your syrup on Amazon, dude? <laughs> I guess what? If I it's felt the like I was going to be judged, I'd go way out of my way with it and be sure I was buying tampons and condoms and probably uh, the largest gourd I could find with <laughs> the syrup. Don't <laughs> uh, in, in, judge me. <laughs> I mean, real talk, I have friends back home in New York that like have sugar shacks on their property. So I'm just going to go get the real deal maple syrup from home, but whatever. Nice. Hmm. You can that's just cool. slather it all over your naked body. And oh no, that's gross! No food. <laughs> food and sex is gross. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I like. I will entertain way really gross things, but food and sex is just weird to me for some reason. <laughs> Seems icky. Just like, you, 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 you want me to eat your asshole? I'm cool with that. What? No, don't put that. Don't put whipped cream there. That's, you're going to be sticky. No, no sticky. Bad sticky. Well, you're going to get a yeast infection. Or even worse, yes, exactly. You're going to get the bed grooms, dude. <laughs> Wait, why, you're not, gotta why are you going to sleep in that this? shit later? No, you're going to do this in the kitchen if you're doing food, bro. I guess that or makes sense. Or a Wendy's bathroom, you know. <laughs> or a parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> Dan's got ketchup packets. <laughs> oh, I live in Iowa, so it's ranch dressing just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's, that, wouldn't that be an Arby's? Who else has got ranch packets? I'm all about the cheese, personally. If I'm going to have a food fetish, it's going to be with cheese. Cheese is the shit. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. True. <laughs> Matt, what's your food fetish? Uh, what yeah, what do you put up in? your butt, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. But uh, yeah, food fetishes. It's like I don't know. I definitely. I, I was kind of shamed when I went to the doctor because, uh, like, because like, they found you know, the banana. no, because like they were like, uh, the, the tech is like, Oh, you weigh like 221 pounds. Um, six months ago you weighed 196 pounds. 
And then she, and there's like a pause and she's like, is that COVID weight? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was just like, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I just been, I drank too much and I've ate too much Ben and Jerry's late at night. Yeah. This reminds me of that one Tom Segura bit. Story. And there was no butt story in there. I'm a little disappointed, guys. There was that hilarious Tom Segura bit where he's like, it's not exactly what you call weight loss. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's beer and Ben and Jerry's is probably. I feel bad, Matt. You don't, get to, you don't get to skip the doctor like I do. I just say, no, I'm not going to go. Uh, I mean, I skipped it for a long time. But, uh... Don't you have like stuff you need to get checked up on now for? Well, oh yeah, of course, man, definitely, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, I can't skip it now. But yeah. uh, at any yeah. rate, uh, okay. So next on the topic board is Kanye is apparently running for president, and he's a uh, he's a part of the birthday party because <laughs> when he gets elected, it's going to be everyone's birthday. <laughs> is that, is that Let's get into that cake. Look, it only works if Bjork is just like uh, <laughs> is going to be his. Uh, what do you call it? Wait, what's a Bjork connection? A birthday party. Is that a, is that an, a Bjork album or a song? It's like there wasn't. Is I could be wrong. Isn't that her first band? Uh, I back don't know, in like dude. the mid early eighties, even. Possibly. I'm All just right. thinking. I'm just know, thinking. Talk really, about talk amongst yourself. I'm not really that into Bjork. What's up? I'm just thinking honest. of this Fugazi song, "Birthday Pony." Birthday pony. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the band called Birthday Massacre. They they could get involved somehow. I mean, weren't Kanye right. and Trump uh, best buddies like fucking three years ago or some shit where uh yeah. you so, talking about the dragon energy and all that. Well right? yeah, I mean like like for me it, it brings to mind like, wow, could this be a conspiracy? Because it's like, you know, Kanye's <laughs> uh, I would guess Kanye might not steal a lot of Trump votes. But I would think Kanye would uh, definitely, you know, steal a few Biden votes. So it's like, you know, maybe it's meant to like cut back Biden's vote. Maybe they have some sort of like partnership thing going on. I still think it's just album promotion. Oh, I know. He's getting ready to drop a new album, and this is just this is every every time there's an album coming, he gets into the news. I mean, he's very intelligent with it. I mean, he just gets in the news whether it's some scandal with it with an ex girlfriend or. You know, he says some crazy ass shit and everyone's calling him an asshole. And then they all forget about and buy his record and he goes platinum again, you know. So I did I, I hope to God that this is just gonna suck all of the air out of the election. Like we're gonna get to election night and and he's just gonna it's just gonna be like flash up on the screen, like where to purchase the new album. <laughs> like they, everyone's gonna be, like, mean, yeah, so be into Kanye and like that's just no, that's I hope it goal. completely destroys the election. I hope it. I hope it gets okay. like fucking thirty percent. How's this for a title? Kanye sucks the election dry. Mm, all right. so, <laughs> Matt's, I, getting, I Matt's getting sued. To be a very useful idiot, I've seen a lot of people panic because they're like, "Oh my god, don't let him win!" And I'm like, "So you're admitting a third party can win? Cool. Let's talk about that." I think Kanye is the only third party that could win. And by the way, I think Kanye would be a superior president to either of the two options available. I'll just come out and say it. Yeah, sure. We're just one step closer to uh, President Camacho. 
I, I'm going to be honest. I, I was I, thinking. <laughs> if you've, if, have, how many of you actually have listened to any of Kanye's albums over the years? Dude, yeah, he's Never. one of my favorite artists. Go, go and listen to All Falls Down and tell me, you, tell me his understanding of economics doesn't surpass either of those dipshits running opposite him. Yeah, I like his true. song from South Park. About South Park? Not, yeah, fish fish? yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> not a gay fish. <laughs> this is evidence. This is not a hobbit. This is a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never got that whole thing. Like, why? Why do people think that any of those people are attractive? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, and I think those people are weird looking. What the Kardashians? The Jersey Shore people. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it either, man. I don't. I don't like fake, fake shit like that. Though, so. <laughs> I, I was super offended by that show when it was on because it was like, you, you're not my people. My people aren't like that. Wait, you from Jersey? No, they're supposed to be fucking Italian people in there. They're just, oh. they're just shitty people. Yeah. I don't want people thinking that's what Italian Americans are like. True. You got to like stand up they- for your people, dude. <laughs> you got to make a name for yourself. What do you mean by my people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> what exactly is my people? Yeah, I need, to get to own, I need to get to owning a bank very soon. <laughs> I mean, how do you think this all works out for your people, Josh? When when the like, do you think you guys Josh? are gonna be okay? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, fucking Jared. <laughs> Look, I've been having too much alcohol myself, bro. Sorry, wrong dude. Jew. <laughs> wrong, wrong Jew. <laughs> wrong Jew. Wrong long haired Jew. <laughs> I want the Jesus fight. Bring me the Jesus fight. Uh, so, so so, Matt, would you would you go vote for Kanye? Uh, I mean, not not as long as Joe Jorgensen's running, but right. you know, if if Joe Jorgensen wasn't running and yeah. it was like Trump, uh, Biden, and Kanye, I mean, I would vote for uh, Kanye just as a, like a, a joke, you know, just as a vote of dissent against the system. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How about this, Nick Cannon? What if he What if he jumps in on this? <laughs> I don't think I can vote for that guy, dude. <laughs> he doesn't like my people. He doesn't like my people either. <laughs> With rape allegations tied to them in the election, that'll be fabulous. Oh, wait, so, I, I, so here's the thing. How wait, does he, have a, does he have a rape allegation too? I, I believe so. I guarantee mm. it. Wasn't he with like Mariah Carey? Was he the one that was with Mariah Carey for you, for a while? Dude, I found out she was black in like my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought she was a good yeah, I think Yeah, I think I did the is, same thing, she, dude. Like, wasn't she mixed? Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. I guess. Does, does it matter? I just thought she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you was hot too. I, I remember the first video I saw with her in it was that song "Someday." You remember that, dude? Do you feel like they did a bait and switch on our generation? Like, what do you mean? Like, because by and large, most of us we just don't fucking care. Like, I never paid attention to fucking anybody's race when I was a kid, and now all of a sudden, like, I feel like I have to pay attention to race and everything I fucking do. It's like I just just kind of want people to be people, man. Well, Gen Xers were taught not to care. We were taught to see everybody as equal and so on and so forth. And and you're right. They did change. This timeline sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still alive. I'm still point, though. I, like, just watch. Just watch where the, the debate stage is up there and we have Trump, Biden, and Kanye. And that's fucking it in terms of th- uh, third parties. Just Kanye. Like, I mean, honestly, this is the weirdest fucking timeline. So let's it would just be. I don't see him. With. I mean, I don't see him getting on stage. Why not? 
I mean, they're gonna so they're gonna let Kanye get on stage, but they won't let Jim Jorgensen. I I don't like, I I don't think so. A lot of the rules have to be have to do with like if you're signed to a party. He may well, be part of the like, birthday party, dude. Well, he may be able to drop that before it happens if like he finds out it doesn't help his chances. Like, like there's like, so many fucking you. rules, dude. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I think Kanye could probably pull the numbers in a in a, a thing if they like he needed to. Yeah, I, I mean, like I I don't think he has to fight like uh, like a, a, a any other libertarian would. I think yeah. he can just go hi name recognition, vote Kanye, or vote vote yay. So I think this again points out that he may be a useful idiot because it it gives this whole discussion again about whether or not he can even get on the dis- debate stage back into the two parties. They're all talking about whether or not it's possible. They're discussing the unfairness of whether or not it's possible. And I think that ultimately helps third parties a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it- it might work out to help, you know, um, hopefully. That's possible. It at least opens that dialogue where only the libertarians and the Green Parties were talking about it was a problem. Look, Does anybody know who the Green Party candidate, candidate is? Uh, Hawkins? Is that right? I think Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I just want to point out, um, it's not like uh, we're going to get any, any negatives in the criminal justice area with a, with a yay presidency so we might get some more fiscal conservative policy and some criminal justice policy like i'm just saying you know it looks good <laughs> I, I think even, i think if yay gets it it's better for us than uh than not at least it'll be i would be upset about it does anyone want to look at trump or biden for four years for i don't know years? there's that there's that really hot picture where drums where trump's like running and you say trump <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Trump. where he's like, his like ass is out. Yeah, Trump has an ass though. Did you see the one where they just enhance it and it's just like fucking huge? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Dude. Yeah, no, they're they're ugly dudes for sure. Yeah. Ugly yeah. old white men. I've got a Photoshop some... picture of them making out, and it's perfect. It's gross, and it's perfect. Nice. I mean, there's enough footage of Biden. You could probably get that easy enough. Like, yeah, there's yeah. not an angle of him not. There's not, not an angle something. of him yeah, assaulting someone that you can't find. <laughs> yeah, well, what it was was a picture of Trump kissing his daughter, and the other Oof. picture was Biden kissing his granddaughter, and they took the women out and put them together. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a what, what a, a world! What a world we live in! One of those guys is president. Do- like I said, not explicit enough. Can we just bomb the debate stage? <laughs> just kidding, FBI. That was a joke. Um, we're peaceful people here. We are peaceful, nonviolent. Yeah, that violates that. What are you doing? Although I, I may or may not have some explosives laying around. We got, we've got gardening stuff here. We got a garden in the back. Got some fertilizer. Got, of course, we got stuff that'll blow up. Yeah, someone giving us a thumbs up in the background. Have you ever driven up to the gas station in the summertime and noticed the pallets of fertilizer sitting next to the gas pump and wondering if they noticed that they parked a big bomb right there? (laughs) A guy probably did it just to to troll people. 
Or maybe yeah. that's maybe that was an attempt at starting World War Three, and it just didn't take I, off. I think they just don't notice, but all it takes is one good lighter. So, what is it about the fertilizer? Is it the uh, nitrogen? Nitrogen coming off of it? I yeah. believe it's a, it's a, the the nitrogen that is like the part of the mix. Gotcha. Isn't that was it Anthony McVeigh that did that? Anthony McVeigh, <laughs> Timothy McVeigh, <laughs> Timothy McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> I've been drinking. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, mean, you, you mean the Fed? What? <laughs> yeah, you mean... <laughs> Where's the fire? The other guys? <laughs> Timothy. Yeah, Timothy McVeigh and, and John yeah. Doe number two. You, you, you mean, you mean the, uh, the guy who infiltrated the white supremacist organization for the government? What? No, there was the guy, wasn't it Oklahoma City, that took the Yeah, truck. Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, that was Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fertilizer. You didn't yeah, know he was, was a Fed? <laughs> and work for the yeah, was that done with fertilizer? I think so. Yeah, I, I believe it was. And that's why we had to have barriers around all the Capitol buildings so people couldn't drive trucks. Who was in the other van? I think I think it was propellant. <laughs> Which it was propellant driving that van. <laughs> have you ever guys listened to uh, Monica Perez do do like a discussion on this one? No. Oh my god, there's so much to that story that's weird. Well, weren't you having a crazy discussion with uh, Scott uh, Bergman after after the after hours with Scott Horton about Oklahoma City? He's good. He got a lot on it too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were talking about Oklahoma City a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have caught that on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really know much about. uh, yeah, like he just kind of kept going. It would be cool to like maybe like schedule him on for like the anniversary of Oklahoma City. You know, when is that? Is that like uh, April twentieth? We have to or look something? it up. Yeah, that sounds about right. April twentieth. Yeah. It was four twenty, was it? I feel like it was. No, it was like somewhere. I remember it was like around my birthday. It might have been on my birthday. Huh. I guess I could just look this shit up. But, but yeah, I think if he you used know. fertilizer and not weed, and it was four twenty, I'm really extra disappointed. <laughs> So uh, I, know, I know at least on April twentieth was the Columbine. I don't. Is that no, all? Sorry, it was what? April nineteenth. Oh. April nineteenth was the Oklahoma City bombing in nineteen ninety five. I knew so it was somewhere what? around there. You can't plan this shit. I mean, come on. Let's have some creativity and a little bit of panache, man. April nineteenth. Come on, one more day and a little bit of hemp. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the you got to remember these things are all planned by feds, so you're not going to get no. into any creativity. You're not going to get cool stuff. <laughs> you're, you're, they you're, really lack any creativity. I'm telling you. So, do you, guys, do you guys ever watch that cartoon Brickleberry? I saw. I think I saw like the first season of that. It was pretty funny. It was okay, but the, my favorite episode is like they there is a uh, essentially there's a drug bust that goes down in this like biker house, and then. Uh, in the middle of it, everyone's like, "All right, you know, FBI." Basically, the joke is that everybody who's there puts up a badge, and there are no actual bikers in the gang. It's just all feds. Ugh. It's like the, the the gang is only made. Like, it's like, are there any are there any actual bikers here? Oh shit! I gotta get home to the wife. Actual bikers. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Have you noticed the bikers that are doing the back the blue? What? the fuck like since when do bikers and cops get along and why are they on the same page all of a sudden forever 
Are there any actual bikers going on there? I mean, I mean, look at the Hell's Angels. I mean, they were not a fan of of the police. Um, I was a stripper for yeah. a long time, and I knew a lot of bikers, and none of them were fans of the police. Let me tell you. I guess I always just kind of looked at it as a rival gangs thing. Sometimes you got to play play nice with each other. So Are when you- you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, in, in other news this week, this has been something that's been hit me pretty hard. The lead singer of SNFU, Mr. Chai Pig, died. He was uh, 57 years old. And he, he was one of the founding members of SNFU. They got together in 1980 and put out a few records on BYO Records and then broke up for a little bit. And then in the 90s, they put out three records on Epitaph Records. And uh, I don't know. They've all, they've always been like a, a favorite band of mine, and I don't know. It, like it just sucks. Like this is like a big deal for me because like uh, I've listened to a lot of this dude's music, and then uh, like this week I've just been listening to a lot more of it. You know? I mean, the whole thing that's kind of weird to me is that like when you come to think of it, like so many of those guys of that era are getting. Uh, are kind of getting to that point where they're all going to start dropping off here pretty quick. And most of them didn't live the, the most um, healthy lives to fucking begin with. <laughs> well, like the weird thing about Chai Pig... Right, and they lived this long. Yeah. Well, like, like with, with, with Chai Pig, in, in like the fucking late 90s, when SNFU had been a band for, you know, like 15, close to 20 years at this point, he like still looked like really young for his age, right? He almost looked like he was in his early 20s. But like, apparent, but apparently he had some issues with drugs, right? No. And like, if you've seen, like, you can look up stuff from him in like the past few years, and he looks like he's like fucking eighty years old. It's like so scary. It's like, how is this guy still alive? I mean, you could just you could just tell he was going to die at any time now. So um, I don't and know. And you said they still don't know why what he was. Yeah, I mean, think well, it was the coup? you still don't know why, but I mean, if you look at a video, if you type in Mr. Chai Pig on YouTube, and if you look at any sort of recent interview, you would see he was 57 years old, and he looks like he's like fucking 80. I mean, you could just tell like he wasn't going to live that much longer. Well, it catches up with you, but I mean, in early punk, that was kind of the lifestyle. And I, I think that we've evolved mildly. <laughs> I think it's all this. I think it's all the stress from from you know, the whole uh, what do you call edge scene, man. You yeah, know, you you get no release on that. No fucking, no caffeine, like no no drinking. Like you're just a ball of ball of tied up. Like well, I, I always felt real bad for SNFU because like they got dropped by Epitaph after putting out like in my opinion three like super incredible albums. Right, they were so good. And then they just got dropped, and it's like, man, how do these? How are these guys gonna like make ends meet now? You know, it's like I don't know. And they really didn't do like too much after that. They they put out a couple albums, but they were like really far spaced apart. You could tell they just didn't really have uh, the funds to keep uh, doing it at the same capacity. Well, well, the sad thing that I found out later in life is that you know, most of the bands that I really like, they don't do music professionally. Like even when they're professional bands, they're still guys that like have other businesses like Jason Cruz from, uh, you know, strung out, I think owns a tattoo shop or something in like an art gallery. <laughs> well, I, th- so, I like, think they just do other stuff. The point though of the underground is that, you know, with, with early industrial music, which is post-punk, what they would do is at the end of the day with the machine shop, 
they'd, they'd close up, they'd get out their power tools, and they'd start making music. This, these are working class musicians, and, and they always have been, and they kind of should be. Do we really want these big, rich, inflated rock stars owned by a label to, to be telling us how to live when that's not how we live ourselves? Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, most people do want that, sadly. That's why they also want government, <laughs> so people can tell them how to live their lives so they don't have to think about it. Well, that's pop music. I mean, no, I... let's create a pedo ring and put on some teenage girls and put them out there so all the other teenage girls want to do that, and, and woohoo. But I would like to think that in some ways subculture... Teenage girls? Yes. Britney Spears. <laughs> it starts way earlier than that these days. Yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, but but think about it. Like I like to think of underground music as being people that think and and that at least consider their existence and try to make the most out of it with their lives. And so why are we following the sheep? I'm not. I'm, I'm on Bandcamp. I know, right? You're on Bandcamp. <laughs> go go yeah, look for so, your music on there. Hey, guys, we're about out of time. We're going to head on over to the after hours. So if you hit us up at patreon.com and contribute a minimum of $1 per month, you'll be able to check out our after hours program. Um, oh, yeah. What Sorry. Was that? I, I said, oh, yeah. Can I shamelessly plug my friend Joe that's running for Congress in Idaho? Cool. There we go. Yeah, do it. Sorry. <laughs> go look him up. Okay. Finished what you were saying. Okay. Sorry. So, Joe, Joe, what's his last name? Joe Evans. Joe Evans, Idaho Congress, as a libertarian. Yeah. Okay. And awesome. Pro weed. Let's do it. <laughs> now, one thing we're going to do too. Um, I, I almost forgot. Um, Alexis messaged me earlier. I'm going to put a uh, link in the comments on this post, and we we need signatures of people that live in Maryland to sign a petition to get the Libertarian Party on the ballot in Maryland. We need these signatures. They are very important. I'm going to post a link in the comments to where uh, you can click on this on Facebook and uh, for, for this video. Uh, we also we have t-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and you type in the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. This podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom Podcast, hosted by Moral Bob. Until next time, live free or die. Statism could break the blood that is shed. Drenching the flags of the tax bombs and red. Poisons by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. You support the truth, then bring them home. I believe the jokes. Do the best for you And I believe that we Have the power Have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power Break the power Society of individuals Nothing more than not Interference with natural Rights What's a virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle The violence of the state becomes absolute.